In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Gary Smalley, in his monumental work, he's discovered five love languages that people possess and that if we can learn to love people by those, it would really help us in our effectiveness relationally. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos. I'm here with my co-host, good friend Dale Culver. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good, man. I'm excited about... Uh, today's a little equipping in 10. I know we've talked about it a couple times, but I am a huge fan of uh, repeating some of the things we say. A guy may get the podcast one week and not listen to it the next week. A guy may not, he may get it, but not get it. <laughs> and so this is important. And so, hey, I uh, want to encourage our guys to get on over to our website. Uh, we've got uh, some cool giveaways, guys, and, and all these giveaways are helping you to become your best version. So everything that we've got going on over there is all about helping you. You are a hero. You are the man in the arena. And so we want to get get you the resources that you deserve to help you to be the best version in that stress bubble of life, guys, because when you get it, everyone wins. Hey, guys, you got a man for me today, Dale? Yes, I do. When your wife is upset, it isn't always about you. So you need to seek to understand her. What's going on? Pay attention. You know what in her, what's going to happen in her life. My wife will come home from work, and I know it's been a rough day, and I know it's not me because of something. Um, but just trying to investigate and love her where she's at is my thought here. Yeah. We had Donald Mentor on our, Donald Mentor on our podcast several months ago now, and talking about the Thirty One Days of Paradise book, and he talked about loving your wife in her brokenness, mm-hmm. and that was really a big deal for me to hear that, to realize that a lot of things my wife will bring in at the end of a day is really about her brokenness, and just knowing Heather as well, a lot of the things that you guys interact with, I think this is gent- for everybody, right? In our marriages, it's dealing with brokenness, right? The things that your wife deals with with you, it's about your brokenness. And so it's loving our spouses in their brokenness. And the key word there is loving our spouses. Mm-hmm. And the problem with our spouses is we don't know how to love them necessarily. And I think that 
uh, Gary Smalley, who we've had on our podcast as a recent guest, and we did address his uh, wildly popular book, The Five Love Languages. I want to come back and revisit that as an equipping episode. That book has sold 13 million copies in English. He's sold a million others plus in other languages. And so I want to talk about this because, guys, you're in the bubble. We want to help you there to love your kids well, to love your wives well. You know, Proverbs 22, 6 says, if you train your child up in the way that he should go, and when he is older, he will not depart from it. The literal translation there is train your child up according to their bent. And so what that passage is saying, that proverb is saying, we need to learn how to love our kids the way that pulls them out and the way that they receive it better. And so Gary Smalley in his monumental work, he's he's discovered five love languages that people possess and that if we can learn to love people by those, it would really help us in our effectiveness relationally and, and our marriage and our relationships. And there are two rules that, again, I'm, I'm winging this a little bit by memory because I've, I'm try, I've tried to embed this into my life and how I love my wife and how I love my kids. I've actually went online, five love languages, and I pulled off the love language test. All my sons have taken it. My wife has taken it. My, my son Darby's fiance has taken it. My son James is a very serious girlfriend. Uh, I'm hoping that she's a fiance here pretty soon. <laughs> she's taking it. So I'm, I want to learn how to love these young ladies well. I want to learn how to love my children well. And I want to learn how to love my wife better than anybody else on the planet. Two rules. First thing is people often will love others the way they want to be loved. We have a really good friend, my wife's best friend, Beth. She is a She's always giving Shanna gifts. Well, what we've discovered is Beth's love language is receiving gifts. So she gives gifts because that's an expression of how she likes to be loved, right? And so this often... Now, this is not true with Shanna. Shanna's love language is is actually... Um, oh, I forgot what her love language is. Acts of service. <laughs> that's why you rub her feet. I know. Shanna's love language is acts of service. But the funny part is she does not love that way. That's not how she loves others. She tends to love others with quality time. She, I, you know, she loves others in a different way. So for me, I've had to learn how to navigate the way that she likes to be loved. But generally speaking, people want to be, they love the way they want to be loved. The second thing is this, and this was, this is new learning for me. It's not good enough to learn someone's love language. You need to learn their dialect. Shanna's love language is acts of service. I've been rubbing her feet and making her coffee and serving her. I've served her well. For years, I've always thought her love language is physical touch. It's not. It's acts of service. So when I rub her feet, she sees that as an act of service, which she loves. I've shared on other podcasts that my uh, love language is words of affirmation. I take every card that is significant, and I put them in one of my books. So I could pull out hundreds of books, and they have cards in them. And those cards, I've got a file in my filing cabinet that's notes and encouraging letters. It goes back to 1989 that I will pull that out or I have tape. I just love that. That is my thing. So that is my dialect. So the key is not only learning the love language, but learning the dialect. So here are the five love languages according to Gary Smalley. Again, I know that's a repeat, but I want you to, I need you guys to get this. This will really help you in the bubble. This will really help you in the arena to be the best version that you can be and to love your people well. And you can get this test free on the Five Love Languages website. So the first one is words of affirmation. 
which is which is you know this could be writing and Dale this is your love language as well and so I am working on this area I always thought your love language is quality time I meet with you a half an hour longer than I meet with our executive assistant Sammy because I thought okay that's it well I realize now the words of affirmation are important so I'm going to I'm working on that and so for you you actually like to be affirmed with your words I don't think the notes and the cards. You like somebody to say stuff to you, like. Well, I do have every it. card that's ever been given to me as well. Oh, well, there you go. I have I, a file I, cabinet. I feel like I feel there. some cards coming on. So, <laughs> so, so, learn the dialect. What is that dialect? Right. The next one is quality time. Uh, giving someone your full, undivided attention. What? So this is you know this is a person that really loves having you around them. I have found that men. Tend towards words of affirmation. Women tend towards quality time. I've seen this happening. It just seems that way to me. Uh, the third uh, love language is receiving gifts. So it's giving someone something that is meaningful or special to them. My wife's love language is not gifts. She's a she's a she's forgets wedding gifts. She forgets birthdays. Uh, whenever we give her Christmas gifts, we put the receipt in the box. Uh, she's told me I don't care about the stupid flowers or candies at Valentine's. You know, do something creative. What she's saying is, I want you to do something that says you want to serve me. You know, serve me. Her all of her coffee cups say Queen Bee. She, Queen Bee, that's her thing. She's like, in other words, I want people to serve me. She's just saying, serve me. The gifts is not her thing. So, giving and receiving gifts. But her best friend Beth, her gift, she loves to receive and give gifts. So Shanna's learning to love. Beth, in a way that Shanna doesn't normally love people, which is gifts. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Acts of service. Again, this is my wife. She's acts of service. Uh, my son Colton, I think, is acts of service. This kid is a phenomenal servant. He does all the car work for all of our cars. He doesn't even bat an eye. I uh, did a trip with my oldest two boys, uh, Eastern Oregon, a couple weeks ago. Colton couldn't come because he had a work commitment. He changed my oil, changed my spark plugs, rotated my tires, Cleaned the engine. Yeah, well, you got to. <laughs> and then said, Dad, and he said, he sent a text on the way to, to, to on the trip. Dad, I highly recommend that you change that right windshield wiper. I didn't get around to it, but, or that left windshield wiper, but it's going to hinder your view while you're driving. <laughs> like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Acts of service. And so he loves to be served as well. So the last one is physical touch. Uh, the, the desire, uh, it's connecting with someone physically. And, and again, the dialect could be different from everybody, right? It could be just touching their hand. It could be a, a, a hug. It could be anything. It could be a, a, just a punch in the shoulder, you know, saying, hey, how you doing? We all have a different dialect there, but physical touch is really important to some people. I feel a little creeped out right now. Hey, well, I'm not going to be touching you anytime soon, so... Uh, if you want a hug or a handshake, let me know. But that's that's a that's a, a big fat maybe there. But yeah, <laughs> physical touch. I, I for me, physical touch actually uh, is important to me with my wife. I want her to touch me, uh, and and just a, a hand on her my hand or or just something like that. And so she's learning. Well, for some reason, my husband that's a part. It's not his primary one, but it is one that's important to him. And so for her. She had an epiphany a couple weeks ago because we took this test, and she said, your, your love language is words of affirmation? I've been horrible at that. 
<laughs> I go, I know. It's been a rough 28 years. No, I'm just telling kidding. you that. But so now she knows. And so she's been like, it's been fun to have her just go, you're so awesome. I love you so much. You're such a great husband. And I just see her working through that. And so this has been really a big deal for us. I think it's a big deal for you guys. Guys, you're in the arena. You're living in the stress bubble. We want to help you. Dale, what's next? Yeah, you guys, uh, you can always go to Amazon and pick up Gary Chapman's book, Five Love Languages, and I would really encourage you to do that. But until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And love well. Be a man. Men in the Arena is a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization that exists to inspire men to become their best version. We're able to freely offer this podcast, weekly equipping blasts, discussion forums, plus our small group resources to the three M's, active military, missionaries, and men in underdeveloped nations. This could only happen because of a large group of generous donors like you. You can find out more about how to support our ministry at meninthearena.org. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.